Welcome to the Grow Well Podcast. This is episode number 33, and I'm your host, Dusty Heggie. Grow Well Podcast is a houseplants meets personal growth podcast because I can't help but see the incredible parallels between the way a plant grows and the way God grows us. And I know that that is by intention and that is by design. And so this podcast, we talk about both. Sometimes it's episodes about personal growth, and sometimes it's episodes about plant care, and sometimes it's both. And today it is one focused a lot on depression and anxiety and I got the chance to meet an incredible friend her name is Brittany Good and she comes on and shares her story through depression and anxiety and the reason I see so much value in this conversation is because she has had a very different journey and a very different experience than I have. I share a lot of my story in past episodes, particularly in, I believe it's episode 28, when I share six simple ways that I'm healing from depression and anxiety. And God has really blessed me through this journey. And I'm at a place where I can talk about it with confidence and feel safe and feel good about it. So just know that this is something that we have both prayed through and that this is something we don't enter into lightly. So it is a good conversation and I hope you enjoy. Before we dive in, I just want to encourage you to head to dustyheggie.com quiz. There I have a really fun houseplant quiz to pair you with a houseplant that will be best for you and for your home. People are loving this quiz. I've had well over a thousand people take it, which feels really incredible and like such an honor to me. And you'll get some follow-up emails with how to care for your plant. And just in case you don't super love your house plant, I give you three or four other suggestions that I think will be good for you and for your home based on your quiz results. Okay, that's all. I'm keeping it brief today. Let's dive into our conversation with Brittany Good. Oh, one more thing. I completely forgot, and you're not going to want to miss this. Brittany has a beautiful papery. She sells gorgeous prints that remind us of what is true, and she's going to talk about it a little bit later in the episode, but she has a coupon code for all of you lovely listeners. If you go to Brit and Co papery, so B R I T and co papery.com and use the coupon code in all caps, my girl dusty, one word, my girl dusty, one word. You get 15% off of any order you make. And she actually sent me some of her works and some of her art. It's beautiful. I have a beautiful wooden hanger, and you're going to see some photos of it on Instagram the day this goes live. So head to BrittAndCoPapery.com and use the coupon code MyGirlDusty to get 15% off of your order. Okay, now we're going to go into the episode. Well, welcome, Brittany. How are you doing? I'm pretty good. Good. I'm happy you're here. Can you tell people who you are and what you do? I am Brittany Good, and I have a little company called Brit and Co., And I am a um, graphic designer and I create products that fill people's homes with truth. I love that. What a perfect elevator pitch. (laughs) That one. (laughs) So I met Brittany a couple of days ago, Mm -hmm. yesterday, maybe really formally. And we got right on that real fast. Yeah. (laughs) Almost like an open casting call out of sorts on Instagram and was like, Hey, you don't have to be an expert. If you have a good story to share or something that you can, some wisdom that you can give us, like, let me know. And I want to bring you on the show. And Brittany reached out to me um, and shared so much of like, what is a very hard journey um, and is generous enough to share that with us today. Because when we go through hard trials, God uses those things to teach us some really incredible goodness. And Brittany has some really cool things to share with us. So can you maybe, Brittany, just walk us through sort of a little bit with what you shared about me um, and we can dive deeper into it as we go along. But I guess, what is it that you want to share with us today? 
Um, are you talking as far as like my depressions and yeah. things like that? Okay. So um, I have been through three major depressions. Um, the worst one was after my daughter, Avian, was born. Mm-hmm. I went through terrible postpartum depression. It, it took a while to get out of that one. Anyway, through all my depressions, um, well, I'll just backtrack a little bit. I got on medication for depression about uh, seven years ago, like right before my husband and I got married. Mm-hmm. And so I thought that was just going to fix everything for me. And then, um, yeah, I got pregnant with my daughter and um, was not expecting to experience postpartum depression at all because I was already on medication. I just figured it would just be even just like smooth sailing. I was going to be fine, but I crashed really bad after she was born. Um, I didn't actually recognize what was going on right away. It took my aunt to tell me (laughs) Mm -hmm. to be like, um, Brittany, have you thought about postpartum depression? And so, yeah, after that, I went through an extremely dark time and, um, through that journey, like through the darkness, um, I came to a place where I had to either accept God's word as truth or continue to trust myself as being the true voice. Um, um, I struggle extremely much with anxiety when I go through depressions. And so there was like all kinds of voices of fear in my head, all like constantly, um, yeah, so I came to a place where I had to make that choice, and um, it actually incidentally happened. <laughs> I have this thing that happens when I go through depression. I gag. Like, I think I'm going to throw up, and I was in the bathroom again thinking I was going to throw up, and I was just like, okay, God, if you want to, if you get me through this, you're going to, I mean, if you want me to walk this path, you're going to have to get me through this, and that's honestly where the change started happening. Um, like when there, sort of surrender that to him. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, as I continued walking this road of just trying to rely on God, I discovered the desperate need I had to replace those voices of fear and those lies that were coming from the enemy. And, um, well, probably my own just sinful nature (laughs) with, um, what the Bible says and what is, what that was actually like, I, I turned to the Bible as my source of truth. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I started uh, working through some stuff. My mom was one of my biggest cheerleaders through it. She gave me some really good advice about starting to uh, personalize scripture. And so I started that. And then um, I'm not I, I'm gonna sure. Stop right there. What do you mean by personalized scripture? Um, well, she had me start with um, taking, I believe it was first John. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I think it was first John and like the, and like writing my name in, like writing it all out. Okay. So okay. like I would be, if it said finally brothers, it would be like finally Brittany or, gotcha. um, I have chosen Brittany as my, I can't, I can't, for some reason I can't. I understand. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So yeah, no problem. So I had started with that. And then sometime after that, I got involved in a Bible study that like kind of totally rocked my world. And it was the one lesson that we had in it was the one that I'm referring to was the verse in Philippians 4, 8, which tells us to think what we're supposed to think about. And so um, I actually want to look that up real quick. I I have it pulled up so (laughs) I can read it. But if you want to read it, girl, you got this. I, I just want it in front of me. It's so bad. I'm working on memorizing it. Yeah. But well, of course, once you pull it up, do you want to read it for us? Sure. 
So I have it in the ESV and it says, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable. If there is any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. So it was that passage. And then also the passage in, I believe it's first Corinthians. I had. You wrote in your form. It was second Corinthians 10, five. 10.5. Okay. And that one is the one where it's taking down, it kind of talks about um, casting down arguments or like basically making every thought, everything that you come in contact with obedient to the voice of Jesus, um, making it obedient to Christ. So between the two of those, I kind of came up with a, a plan of how to tackle these thoughts that came into my head. Because I, yeah, it was a constant battle for me. Yeah, I have a whole bunch of questions. First question is, I really want to go into, you refer to it as sort of a checklist based on, mm-hmm. rate, which I want to dive into. But first, let's back it up a little bit. I would love sure. for, so I was also diagnosed with depression, depression and severe anxiety. So, mm-hmm. um, and I talk about it a lot on social media and through the podcast. So listeners who have listened up to this point are probably pretty familiar with mm-hmm. at least most of my story. I actually have an episode out Um, It is episode 28. So if you want to go back and listen to it, it's just a few simple ways that I'm healing from and processing through both depression and anxiety. But I want to hear from somebody who's not me who, and I've never taken like medication for depression, uh, vitamins and being intentional about lots of other things um, has been thus far, I don't know if it will forever, has thus far shown a lot of improvement and a lot of growth. And so there are so many varying degrees of depression and ways that it can manifest. So I would love to hear from your perspective, if you're, if you feel safe and comfortable to share with us how depression feels and like what it, like break it down for a person who doesn't know. Oh goodness. That's something like whenever I find another person who's um, who has been through depression, I'm just like, yes, you know what I mean. Yeah. Yes. Because I try so hard. Like it's so hard to explain to people it, who haven't been through it. I would just say an incredibly deep, dark, dark place. There's no hope. You you don't feel hope and um, so much fear. And you can actually pretty much not even feel God just incredible loneliness and incredible fear and just blackness is kind of how I describe my depression. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and I think for me, the West way I heard somebody describe it and I talk about it in the episode, I think it's 28 is being underwater. Like I'm doing life under like dark, dark ocean water and everybody else is up on land. So everything that I do underwater takes so much more time and so much more effort. And like, I Mm -hmm. can't, speak very clearly because I'm underwater and I can't really breathe very well because I'm underwater. And for me, I can feel like I'm starting to like bob up for air again. I'm doing lots of little things that are adding up to make a big difference. And I'm Mm -hmm. grateful that this is just the path that God has given me. I love your illustration of water because yeah, yeah, moving in water is so slow and that is like perfect because like, it's like somebody else said it to me and I can't, I can't for the life of me remember who it was. I I could credit them, but I can't. Yeah, that's awesome. That's very well, very good. Like for me, it was, I would, yeah, you just, I mean, laying on the couch, getting up to take care of stuff in the house. I, all I wanted to do was lay flat on the couch because I, it's just so hard to move. Um, yeah, I just, I love the water idea. It feels kind of like somebody is holding you back and you can't, 
you can't go forward, even mm-hmm. though you're like, this is ridiculous. I'm a grown mm-hmm. ass adult. I should mm-hmm. be in college and I can't. Um, and it, it just makes this whole nasty shame cycle because we know that this is not normal. Like we know that I should be able to unload the dishes without mm-hmm. it feeling like the end of the world, but I, like, I just can't get my brain to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and typically I really liked how you brought up that, um, that gagging was a symptom for you because there are almost always physical responses to this kind of depression. So those are good things to be aware of um, for a person who might not know exactly what depression is or may not have mm-hmm. experienced it, or maybe you're seeing some symptoms in yourself or in somebody else and you're not sure what's going on. Go to your, go to your doctor. Yeah, exactly. I would love to bring it to through through truth. So I know in the midst of my depression and anxiety, it was much, is the much harder struggle for me than, than depression. I, I, I would agree that it's the same with me. Yeah. Those two go so hand in hand for a lot of people. And for me, the anxiety, which I, it's not just worry. It's like physical manifestation of worry and stress mm-hmm. and fear and doubts and lies that I'm believing. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, that manifests in like severe sudden headaches and incredible mm-hmm. dizziness and I'm normally very eloquent and I can speak very well, mm-hmm. but in those moments, I can't, I can't speak. Like I can't mm-hmm. bring out the words and I feel like such a fool and I feel really embarrassed. And it's just like this whole nasty cycle that I go on. I search. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's a very physical response to some really hard emotions. Mm-hmm. But I really, in that time, and the reason why when you reached out to me, I was like, God ordained this meeting. The reason <laughs> why I love it is because of your focus on replacing the lies that we're believing with truth. So I would love for you to explain a little bit. And I think it's really great to see the way that you took some tangible steps forward. And I know that those steps weren't easy. It takes a whole lot of effort and intentionality, especially if just taking a shower takes work, like how much harder is it to get to the doctors and to get to the Bible study and to let mm-hmm. alone stuff your Bible? What are some of the ways that you got yourself off the couch to be able to do those things? Like what were the things that you did to, to make it happen? And my mom kicked me in the pants. <laughs> yeah, for me, it was my husband. I think if Brian hadn't been like, hey, and I talk about it in other episodes, but Brian was basically like, you're not very positive anymore. And mm-hmm. it, that, those words, he didn't mean it to be negative or hurtful. Yeah. But those words like sunk deep. And I was like, oh, crap. Yeah. You are very right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, honestly, I had my mom pretty much lived with me for like, I'm not sure how long it was after my daughter was born several weeks, she would take her for during the night because, um, I desperately needed sleep. If I did not get my sleep, it made my symptoms that much worse anyway. Um, and then she was finally like, you know what, Brittany, you've got to do this yourself. You've got to do it. I can't, I can't rescue you anymore. Mm -hmm. And so I would say that's where, um, the first step was to getting off the couch (laughs) was, yeah, my mom is like, you know what, I'm not going to rescue you anymore. You've got to do this. And so like, it was like, kind of right in my face. This is, this is it. I've got to do this. Nobody else is going (laughs) to open my blinds for me. Nobody else is going to clean my house. I got to take care of my daughter. I I mean, yeah, I've got to do this. And yeah, so that was probably the biggest thing to getting me off the couch was that. Yeah. And I think that that's good. I think that that's very, very good. Um, going through and as you took some steps forward and as you were intentional about pursuing healing, um, you talk about finding truth. Can you, I would love to bring it back around to that checklist that you refer to. What are the items on that checklist based on Philippians 4, 8? So I'll just, I mean, I just follow through the verse. Um, when, 
my anxiety is starting to get to me and I'm just like, okay, something's got to be done. Let's look at the thoughts. So I examine my thoughts and I go through the checklist, as I say, (laughs) Um, whatever. Is it true? Is it honorable? Is it just? Is it pure? Is it lovely? Is it commendable? Is it excellent? Is anything excellent in it? Is it worthy of praise? And um, usually, I I think I told you before, it gets knocked out right at truth. Yeah. Um, But if it does make it past that, there are like, like, okay, (laughs) this is like in other areas as well. But like if someone hurts me or I'm angry with someone and I'm just really dwelling on this and I just cannot let it go, um, it can go past the true because, yeah, they did hurt me. You know, this is this is bad. It, it did happen. And, but as you keep going down the list, well, it's not very lovely. It's probably not very pure. <laughs> right. You know, it's just, it, it gets pretty much all the lies get kicked out of that. Mm-hmm. I think that that's really, really tangible way for a person going through mental health problems and for a person not going through mental health problems to sort of take their thoughts captive in a very um, tangible way and not in like a fortune cookie Sunday school, we should prioritize Jesus, but how exactly do you that kind of way? Yes. Yeah. I was just going to say, and that's why I think it was so revolutionary to me to come across this, this whole process is because yeah, you're told your whole life, you know, put Jesus first, do this, do that. But like to actually, for me to actually have a way to practice it, like, I mean, it just made it real, if that makes any sense. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. The verse that I brought, and I have referenced it on this show so many times, and I'm going to keep doing it, but it's, and also every single time I think I get the address wrong. Um, <laughs> I can put it correct in the show notes. First <laughs> Timothy um, 1 7, I think. And basically it says, um, I should just pull it up and read it, but it, um, says that God did not give us a spirit of mm-hmm. fear or timidity, but one of power, love, and self-control. And that mm-hmm. for me is the verse that I repeat to myself because God gave me the authority and entrusts me within the authority to search for what is true and to search for what is lovely and honorable. Absolutely. And that like God is on my side and he hurts when I'm hurting and he wants to see me healed and that he trusts me to have the authority and the power that I need and the self-control, which is a big one, mm-hmm. to be able to like get myself off the couch and mm-hmm. a Bible in my hands and to go to the doctors. For me, that was the hardest part was getting to the doctor. Can I ask how that process went for you? Like when they, did you have to fill up that like checklist of like depression for him to see? Like what was that process like? Well, actually, so I, when I was diagnosed, which was seven years ago, which was before my daughter, like before that whole terrible, terrible one happened, um, I was going through a depression or whatever. And I actually looked up the symptoms online, see the, the mental health illness, whatever depression runs in my family. Um, so, um, (laughs) all of a sudden I was, I, I, yeah, I, I don't know what happened, what made the connection happen. But yeah, I looked up the symptoms online and I had, I think they said if you have, oh, five out of seven, maybe it was less than that. And I had like six out of seven, I don't know, seven out of seven, something like that. So I knew that was like, I I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. That, and so I went to the doctor and I think my thing was I had seen medication help so many people that I was like, just give me the meds, just give me the meds. Cause he's like, he wants me to go to counseling or he would like that. And I'm just like, just give me the meds. I just want the meds. I want the and kind of yeah. 
And so I was kind of shocked when it didn't fix everything. Right. Like I discovered that, yes, it does. It does help. It makes so that you can address some of it. Like it, it calms things down a little bit and, but you still have, there's still the mind game there or whatever that means. Is that what you mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I think that's a really great way to format that, to say that there's absolutely nothing shameful with medication. Like, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, please, please, please. If that is what your doctor recommends and you've gone through the process and that's the place that you're at, pray about it and like, don't feel shame or guilt in doing that Mm -hmm. Uh, because it does make it easier to deal with, to combat lies with truth. Mm-hmm. We're in a healthier place and medication is a great resource and tool to be able to do that. Yeah. For me, mine, I take a lot of vitamins. I, mm-hmm. have, um, she did some tests and discovered, so I can't remember the units, but you're supposed to have 60 of whatever unit of vitamin B. And I had six. And vitamin, oh my word. Yeah, <laughs> vitamin B is a precursor to create serotonin mm-hmm. and serotonin is the happy hormone. Yeah. So I was like sad and I couldn't put words to like, I had like surface level things. Everybody can find things and reasons to put to their sadness. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't, but if I put down deeper, like it was really for no reason. And mm-hmm. vitamins along with a slew of other things, the vitamin D and then a few others that I'm sure mm-hmm. are helping in other ways, but aren't directly related to mental health. Um, I have noticed, I noticed an immediate res- like change in like a week and a half or two weeks. Yeah. And I actually accidentally forgot to take them for like three whole weeks, which I felt really silly for because things were just good. I, I felt, yeah. and I just forgot. But after the, by, by two weeks or something, my husband was like, what is going on, Dusty? Like something is wrong. And I was like, I don't know. Everything's fine. Just stop asking. <laughs> and angry about it. And then I looked over at my little pill container and realized uh-huh. it's all full. And I was like, yeah. Oh, I feel so <laughs> silly. <laughs> oh. And so I, as soon as I started taking them, like I'm back, I feel like I'm myself again. Mm-hmm. Um, but even though it's not medication, like it's not a prescription, it is still a supplement. Like I need mm-hmm. a material thing to feel like myself. And I feel like there can be a lot of shame Mm-hmm. That. So what would you say to a person who, whether they're taking prescription medications, whether they're taking vitamins or they need something to help themselves feel like themselves, what would you say to encourage a person in that, in that place? Yeah. Cause that is a hard, I, I have struggled with actually being relying on these, this bottle of pills. I'm like, seriously, what's wrong with you? You should be able to do this by yourself. Right. Um, I would say just humble yourself and take them. (laughs) It's okay to need help. Um, that was probably, I'm just thinking back what, when I, yeah, cause this, this actually comes up several uh, often, like for me, it's it's something I have to work through a lot because it is really hard on my pride to have to take these pills. And, um, I would love to be free from that. I don't know if I ever will or not, but yeah, but at, um, I guess probably my biggest piece of encouragement, it's okay to need help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually, it actually, the pill one, I just remembered something from way back. It can be a constant reminder of how much you need Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, you cannot go through the day without your, without Jesus. I mean, you just can't. Um, and so you can even use that. God is big into symbolism. You can totally look at your pill bottle and be like, you know what? Use that to remind you that you need Jesus, just like you need that pill. I mean, it's, yeah. 
That's really beautiful. I'm legit writing that down. (laughs) Yeah. I think that um, another thing to remember is that God gives us the tools and the resources that we need to be mm-hmm. like, he is the one who gives us our authority and our power and our self-control Absolutely. And to ignore the tools and the resources that he gives us, including like scripture and the Holy spirit mm-hmm. um, and something like pills, whether that be vitamins or medication um, is doing yourself and the people around you a disservice. And more importantly, it's doing your relationship with Christ a disservice because mm. he is there to help you. Even like you said, in something like a pill to remind us yes. that he, we need him on our side to function. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like it too. I'm so <laughs> happy you're here and I'm so proud of your bravery and reaching out to me. I know it's a hard topic. Yeah. I just, it always makes me a little bit excited to tell my story because if, if, I can help even one person. It makes all that darkness just totally, I mean, totally worth it. I get it. Yeah. I really, really get it. Can you talk to us a little bit about your shop about Britain Co? Oh, sure. Um, so that's kind of an interesting story, um, in itself, but just short version. Um, I started uh, a mentorship program with a graphic designer. Graphic design has always been my my passion. Um, I, as I look back over my life, it's so much fun. I just, I just love it. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) So, um, I actually reached out to someone about a mentorship program and she trained me in this thing. And I could tell, like, um, I just, I don't think I was just the best fit for what she does. Um, she makes these beautiful cards (laughs) anyway. So, um, yeah, I was finding some other outlets for it. Um, and I was chatting with her one day about just, I don't even remember what it was about, but it was about these little things that I was making. And she's like, well, Hey, why don't you consider, you know, starting a business moving forward with this idea? And I was just like, um, no, I don't do that. (laughs) That is not me. That is so terrifying. Why would you do that? But the more I thought about it and the more I prayed about it, I could just see God's hand leading me through this. Like he kept on opening doors and opportunities for this. So um, I actually started making little, I call them art prints. I have a a four by four size and a 10 by 10 size. Um, And I take images and then I put verses or or quotes on them to that have encouraged me over the years. Um, That's that's where I'm at at this point anyway. so yeah, a scripture in a visual, uh, just like having it somewhere was very, very big to me during my depression. Like I would just scribble out, um, especially verses that spoke directly to what I was struggling with. So um, I kind of, I wanted something pretty. I wanted to create something pretty um, for people to use because it was, I couldn't find stuff yeah. for, for me. I kind of had to make my own. Anyway, so that's kind of where it was born. That's what I sell. I have. Do you have one for Philippians 4.8? I do. Perfect. We'll put a direct link to that in the show because I think that that's just really incredible skill that you've given us. And man, it would be pretty to have something pretty to go with it. Yes. I knew that one absolutely had to be included with my launch. So yeah. It's in your Etsy shop? Yes. Yes, it is. And it's an, it's a 10 by 10. So it's not the four by four, but okay, yeah. Are they digital downloads or do you ship like a tangible print? I ship a tangible print. Um, I have, yeah. Uh, yeah. They are made on a really thick cardstock and they're laminated. Um, 
they're protected from like splashes. I mean, they're not waterproof. Don't stick them underwater, right. <laughs> but they're safe to have by your sink. Like by your kitchen sink is often where I want stuff right. because you spend so much time in your kitchen. Especially with kids. Yes. <laughs> it's like, and dishes and dishes and dishes. <laughs> Can I answer a houseplant question for you? Oh, well, I, I had asked if, uh, how do I stop buying plants? My husband <laughs> is so tired of plants. He's like, good grief. <laughs> What's your favorite one right now? Um, I'm not exactly sure how I, how you say it. Is it pothos or pothos? I say pothos. Some okay. people say pothos. Okay. Yeah. I just, I actually just got one from a lady here in town. She was moving and she was getting rid of some house plants and yeah, I got it from her and I just love it. That's awesome. What variety is it? Is it a golden pothos? It's a golden one and a rubber plant. Is that like what it is? A, a rubber tree? A rubber tree. Yeah. A yeah. Rubber, sorry. People call them rubber plants, but there's, that's why common names are only good to a point because mm -hmm. there are other plants that have the same name as the common name as rubber plant. A peperomia obtusifolia is usually called a rubber plant or like a, a baby American rubber plant or mm. baby rubber plant, but a rubber tree can also be called a rubber plant, which is why scientific names are so valuable. Yeah. I just can never pronounce them. So I use them. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> the amount of times I'm on YouTube listening to them say Epimerium armorium. <laughs> I think it's Epimerium is that's the, the genus for pothos. Okay. Um, and armorium art. Armemorium? It know. sounds really cool. <laughs> you can say it with confidence. Actually, I have a, I'm learning a lot about plant Latin and creating my houseplant course, mm -hmm. um, which is coming out so soon. Um, I'm excited about that. I'm so excited. I'm learning a whole lot, and it's been a lot of fun to create. So I feel like I'm like hitting my sweet spot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like I just am feeling really proud of it. But I'm doing a big section on plant Latin, and um, I'm learning that a lot of plant Latin, first of all, isn't really Latin. It's Latinized mm -hmm. with heavy air quotes, Latinized words. So it can be Greek, or um, sometimes they're Chinese, or sometimes they're actually Latin. Um, and then the other thing is that because it's all Latinized words and Latin is a dead language, we don't really have an authority on how to pronounce all the words. There are some general oh. rules that we can follow. Um, and if you speak, I'm pretty sure it's Italian. It really mimics the way that Italians speak in hmm. things. Um, I think it's Italian. Nonetheless, if you just say it with confidence, you got it. Kind of like people are impressed for sure. <laughs> yeah, there really isn't a whole lot of wrong ways to say things, um, and even experts like will dispute on how to pronounce a specific. Oh word. wow! So there's a lot of variation there. The learn as you go kind of topic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for coming on, Brittany. It's been so, so, so good to talk to you. I'm really honored to have you here. So on the day that this episode airs, I am in Cannon Beach just partying it up with my family. We do a family vacation, vacation there every year, and it's something we really, really love and really look forward to. So I'm going to keep this outro just as brief as that intro. What are some ways that you can grow well based on some Thought cycle, um, whether it be from mental illness or just from being a human.
So working through a verse and looking through Philippians and sorting through what is true, is this lovely, is this pure, is this good, um, is really helpful. And maybe that isn't the verse that God has for you, but I really urge you this week to just pray through and ask God to lead you to a right to the scripture, which begins with diving into your Bible. Like, please, please, please open that Bible up and read it because in all situations, but even more so and we need to fill it with goodness and we need to fill it with truth and that is the only thing that can give us any form of strength. In episode 30, I have Felicia Masonheimer on talking about how to study scripture well. We also talk about a lot of other things like um, how we wrestle through different mental illnesses, her um, battle with struggling with physical intimacy. We talk about how to find a mentor and hosting and I feel like that episode really pairs well with this episode. So if you haven't already listened to episode 30 with Felicia Masonheimer, I really suggest that you do that because it's a good one and will kind of um, give you the second half to this episode and I think that they pair well. Okay, if you haven't already, head to dustyheggy.com slash quiz and take that houseplant quiz. I have some really incredible, very plant-focused episodes coming out soon and I can't wait to share them with you. And next week.